Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to Episode 5, Teaching Generosity. Now, if you're listening to this as it's just recently being updated in the library, it is the week before Christmas, and either you're experiencing tremendous stress or you're about to experience tremendous stress. That always happens around Christmas, doesn't it? Many parents end up spending too much money to please their family and their children, And there seems to be this forced generosity of making sure that you do all the things. You go from house to house. You spend yourself until you're completely wiped out. Maybe there's cookie baking and caroling. And I'm not sure really what's going to happen this year with all the COVID restrictions. But it seems that we always find a way to do way too much. And there might be something inside of us that says... Well, we're just being generous. That's not being generous. We talked in the last episode about being overwhelmed. When you feel obligated to do things and you have to do them, that's when you feel overwhelmed. That's not generosity. I want to give you a different perspective on what generosity is. From the book Character Building by David Isaacs, he says that generous people act unselfishly and cheerfully for the benefit of others. They see needs in others or in other situations, and they seek to go in and remedy those needs. Now, generosity is not just about giving things to others. It can take the form of giving our time in being with others, our attention in listening to others, and our emotions in the way we deal with others. You know, I really learned how to be generous my first year in college. There was an opportunity to go do service work with the um, Northern Indiana State Hospital and a program called uh, the Logan Program. I went to St. Mary's College at Notre Dame, and the Notre Dame and St. Mary's community came together to help people who were mentally and physically disabled, um, some profoundly, and others, they just needed uh, people to enjoy some social time with and to just be friends with them. And they had a program every Saturday morning. And I have to tell you, unfortunately, my motivation to begin with was not great. I had heard there were some cute guys who went to the program, <laughs> so I decided along with my friend that, oh, well, we'll start that program. We can meet some nice boys. Well, we did meet some nice boys, but the change in perspective of what the talents were that God gave me and what I could give to others was profound for me. It, it completely changed within that first week of going. I had never experienced working with people who uh, had limitations 
uh, of any kind. And so when I first went, uh, I was a little overwhelmed, but then I realized the joy that these people had when we came and we went bowling with them or we played kickball with them or we just sat and talked and listened to them. I was overwhelmed really at how joyful they were. And I could see that me coming out of myself, not thinking about myself, not even really thinking about the cute boys that were there, but thinking about what can I do to help these people have a great day was life-changing. I want to talk to you today about a couple of different ways to be generous. One way is generous in mind and spirit, and the other is in our physical generosity. So to be generous in mind and spirit is about our emotions, about giving the benefit of the doubt to people, about not making judgments about who or what a person does. Having that generous, charitable spirit. It's directing conversations, maybe in our family with our children, towards charity if harsh words come up about someone. Teaching them to see there is probably another story in addition to the one that we have. It's really important because the children get it constantly. There's a constant nag at them to critique somebody else, to compare themselves to somebody else. And, and I really think we have a great opportunity to help them be generous in the way they think of and about other people. It's also being generous in forgiving others. And I think that for many, forgiving is a hard thing to do until you start doing it. And then you can get into the habit of forgiving others, of giving other people the benefit of the doubt. Now, they may have done something that's terrible, but if we forgive them, we release ourselves and we we have that generosity of spirit towards them. Also, letting others have the attention in a conversation. Very often, we can be in conversations and we have a tendency maybe to monopolize a conversation. For some of us, it's just it's just part of our personality. It's something that we always fight with. And so stepping back for a minute and letting other people speak, being quiet, listening, it's a great way to be generous in our spirit and in our mind. Putting down the phone or stopping an activity when our children want us, or no matter how old our children, when they want to get our attention or our spouse or our friends. Michael and I went on vacation in October to Florida. I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. And I was so saddened uh, and really amazed, actually, to see everyone on their phones. No one is connecting vis-a-vis their eyes. They're not connecting in their spirits. So we don't want to raise a culture of children who don't know how to connect because no one has connected with them. Now, all my children are adult children, and I still have to be intentional about giving them my attention when they come over. I'm usually busy, you know, cooking or preparing, or maybe they've dropped by during the day and I'm working, and I have to stop. 
and be intentional about giving them my attention, looking them in the eyes. Now, it's important to note that I'm not talking about that child or even a friend who just always talks, 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 talks at us and just wants our attention constantly. If we drop everything all the time to give them our attention, we're not doing that for the benefit of them. We're spoiling them. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to spoil our children by giving them our attention whenever they want it. It's not being generous to do that. In fact, it is generous to tell them to wait. And that helps them learn the virtue of patience. So to explain to them, I'm in the middle of something, wait one minute, let me finish up, and then I can give you my attention. And then do give them your attention. We can also be generous in our spirit by creating a home atmosphere that puts everyone else at ease. You know, if I'm unhappy about something and I let it be known without saying anything but by my mood, that's a serious lack of generosity. It forces others to feel uncomfortable because I'm unhappy. And then generous with God in our time. That should, of course, be first. I put it last because some people have a tendency to, oh gosh, here we go with the God thing. But the God thing is at the heart of everything. And if you find that in the other points you're not generous, either in forgiving or lacking attention with others, then ask the Holy Spirit to help you be generous. And he will. If you ask, he will. Now, ways that we can be generous in the physical sense. Some of us and some of our children are naturally more generous people. Some of us see the needs of others and we automatically step right in and help people with those needs. But for most of us, it's a virtue we need to cultivate, not only in ourselves, but also in our children. Generosity is not displayed by how many toys and vacations and whims we can satisfy for our children and our friends. We need to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of giving things as a way to satisfy that parent-child need relationship. After many years of raising children and teaching other children in the classroom, I can tell you with 100% certainty that children would like things, but deep in their heart, they want our attention an active relationship with us. Our eyes, our ears, our encouragement, and sometimes our challenging them to behave better. With so many students of mine, when I talked with them, whether they were misbehaving or they were sad or they were being unkind to someone, I would talk with them to get to the nut of it. What is the root of this negative behavior? And almost always, It was that they were feeling neglected, they missed their parents, they wanted more time with them. It was always about that. So let's not kid ourselves. Being generous with our children is not giving them more stuff. Being generous with our children is giving ourselves to them. I would suggest have a date night with your husband, and even if that means just putting the kids to bed and... um, you know, having a glass of wine and talking with him, and ask him what his perspective is about generosity. Now, probably he's not thought about it. You know, men, 
often, and I'm not going to stereotype them all, but often they don't think about these kinds of things. Some of them do, but don't feel bad if your husband doesn't. You aren't the only one whose husband doesn't. It's just not on their radar. They have other things that they need to think about. But open up the conversation with him and ask him if he has any ideas on how you both can raise the tone of generosity in your home. And then listen. Listen to see what he says. Give him some time to speak. Sometimes if they say, oh, I don't know, then we just kind of jump right in and say, okay, well, here's, here's what I think we ought to do. Let's step back a minute and give them a chance to talk. And the two of you talk about how can we help our children become more generous in the home and outside of the home. Make a conscious decision to help the children see where and when they can be more generous in the home and with the others. Now, after you do this, you don't need to go out and say to the kids, hey, guess what? Dad and I are going to crack down on you guys being generous. (laughs) It's not like that. But if you and your husband have a goal, then just implement And if someone is selfish or self-centered in your family, and some children just naturally are, pray that the Holy Spirit will ignite the gift of generosity. And after this podcast, if you sit with yourself for a few minutes and think, am I generous? And you find yourself saying, well, I do all those things, but you're not happy about it. Well, I make sure that everybody has what they need, but you're resentful about it. That's not generous. And with some prayer, that can be changed. When we're actively thoughtful about being more generous ourselves, we naturally model it for our children. Now, teaching children how to be generous. Children are not typically born generous. Some are, but most rarely see the needs of others. Most are so self-centered about their needs, their toys, their things, their wants, that they fail to recognize other people's needs. You may uh, have inklings of generosity when if two children are playing together and a child will cry because they can't get a toy, another more sensitive child might give up their toy. That's the first step towards generosity. It may be that that child is a people pleaser and they just don't want the other one to cry. And so they give their toy so they stop crying. That's okay when they're little. In fact, it's a, it's a good uh, springboard to help with generosity by praising that. But we want to be clear on how we teach generosity. and It's not just to be a people pleaser. And so all of those times when they're young, we're laying the groundwork. And when I say young, I mean before school age. And so you can tell your child, one child to the other, why don't you share your toy with your brother? And you can use the word generous. Oh, that's so generous. Thank you. Or if one of the children comes to you and says, can I help set the table? Oh, yes, that's so generous. Thank you. At around eight years old, between eight and 12, is really the sweet spot to teach generosity. Because at that time, the children are old enough to understand rather than just trying to please. And they're beginning to see the needs of others rather than fulfilling wants for approval. When we get into the teen years, children, you might find this, tend to be very selfish. And we can't let them fall into that trap. We need to continue nurturing their generosity 
even if you find resistance. So do you make them be generous? Sometimes you, you make them do the thing and you help them with their attitude about it. So be intentional about helping your children see how important their attitude is when they do something. Point out, you know, that's not a great attitude. Help them with their thoughts about what they're doing for someone else or for the good of the home. Give them opportunities to be generous. They may not be mature enough to be happy about fulfilling your request, but you have to help them not be crabby. Help them identify, you know, what you're doing is generous and you're blowing it by being crabby. So don't be crabby. Be generous. You'll feel better about it and it will be a generous opportunity. I also want to make sure that those moms who feel like they need to do everything for their children, they need to make their beds and make their breakfast and make their lunch and clean up after them and whatever, That's not being generous. You know, we start teaching our children to do all those things when they're two and three years old. So by the time they're in school, they're pretty much independent. They should be doing all of those things. By the time they're eight or nine, they can be doing their wash. Yes, they can. (laughs) It can be done. So if we're doing it, if we're cleaning up their room after they head off to school, we're not being generous. And in fact, what we're doing is enabling them to be immature and irresponsible and self-centered. So don't go down that false generosity road. It's not helpful to your children, and it's not helpful to you. Help your children to give to everyone, rather than just the people they like. Teach them how to give to strangers, of course, safely, but you can do this by encouraging them to give at church out of their money. In the beginning, they don't have money, and so what Michael and I did is we would give each of the children money to put in the basket. And of course, they loved the act of putting it into the basket and they got into the habit of giving. Maybe if you have a food drive that you participate in at church, you can let the children pick out the food that would go in that food drive. That way they are a part of the process and it increases that, you know, dopamine hit of being generous. Help them to learn to give freely instead of giving to get. You know, we don't want them to give so that they have expectations they will get something. Or to please. We don't want them to always be giving to please because that is just not healthy. Or to be liked. They shouldn't be giving something so that a kid will like them, will be their friend. Because as soon as that other kid has whatever they've gotten, they're off. That's not a way to start a friendship. And then your children will grow in resentment. Teach your children to not want to be first all the time. Maybe to take the smaller piece and leave the bigger one for the other sibling. Ask them maybe to help your brother clean his room. Or teach your children to ask you and your husband if there's anything that they can do for you. If we don't help them by giving uh, ideas on how to be generous, they're not going to be generous. So we do need to help them. And don't compare the children to each other. Well, your sister is so much more generous than you are. Well, that's a sure way to kill any desire to be generous. Be effusive in your praise and encouragement without feeding their pride. You can say, I love the way you helped your sister put the toys away. Thank you for helping me clean up the kitchen. Hey, thanks for taking out the garbage. I didn't even ask. Thank you so much for doing that. 
And then when your children get older and they're adults, can say, thank you for calling your brother. He's having a difficult time. Or, you know, I know your sister said something unkind, but she's unhappy about something. Helping your older children give each other the benefit of the doubt to their siblings is helping them be generous. I'm a firm believer that my motherhood did not end when my children left the house. Now, I am learning, you know, where the line is because I don't want to cross the line. I know they're adults, but I still love them. And I can still offer them some advice if I can see that it would be helpful to them. They can choose to accept it or not. So some questions to ask ourselves and how we nurture this virtue in our children. Do we let others be generous to us? Many years ago, when I, I think I was having my fifth baby, and someone wanted to get meal trained together for me, and I said, oh gosh, no, 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 because I know everybody was busy, and I thought I was being considerate of others and their busy lives. And a very good friend pointed out to me, you know, you're being very prideful by not accepting help. It never occurred to me that it was perceived that way or that it really, in fact, was that way. We have to let others be generous to us. We're doing them a favor. In fact, we're giving them a gift to let them be generous to us. And we're giving a gift to ourselves to let us be helped. Do I contribute to creating a happy, cheerful home? Does my mood contribute? And children contribute to creating a happy, cheerful home. If everyone's afraid of bothering Johnny because he's in a bad mood, that's something that needs to be dealt with. Johnny cannot be that selfish. He needs to be more generous. We can help our children learn why they give. Because if they're giving to get people to like them, if they're giving so that people will accept them, or if they're giving so that they'll get something back, that's not, those are not good reasons to give. Continue to help your children appreciate their gifts and the value of their time that they can give to others. And help the children distinguish between what someone wants and what they need. This is really important because if we are raising generous, kind children, they will without a doubt, run across at least one and probably more, quote, friends who will try to take advantage of them. We have to help our children see when it's generous and when someone's trying to take advantage of us. And if our kids are in college and we see that someone's trying to take advantage of them, we need to step in and help them see that. It's so important because if we've raised generous children, they want to be generous And they don't want to say no, but they also might not see how someone is taking advantage of them. In the end, generosity begins with a look into our own actions, mindset, and attitudes. And please don't make the mistake of saying, well, gosh, that was a good podcast. I had a lot to think about, and now I'm going to be a generous person to everyone forever. It's not going to be like that, and I think you probably know that. Instead, make one resolution. Find one way you can be more generous with the people around you. Is it with your husband, your friends, your children? Is it with God? Giving your time, 
giving your affection, giving your attention, and giving up what you want cheerfully for the good of the tone of the home. True generosity is a gift of self. People feel it, people appreciate it, and we become a better version of ourselves when we're cultivating a generous spirit within. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this podcast with other women you know. Please submit a review. I'm sorry, I have to ask. (laughs) Apple needs to know that someone's listening, so please, I would appreciate you submitting a review. I hope you have a great week. Take care.